to get back at his wife during a divorce, one man took his five-year-old son to Disney World and ended his life. Little do people know that Disneyland and Disney World are sometimes the last places people see. You're watching Darkness Prevails, the best channel to share your creepy stories with the world, because this world is a strange one. I think most of us have a special place in our hearts for Disney. Their films have enchanted us, children and adults alike, but that's not to say that some very sketchy and horrifying things don't go down at their theme parks. Enjoy these allegedly true scary stories from Disneyland and Disney World. If you want to be in a future video, I'm looking for stories from KFC. Send them to me at darknessprevails.org submit. Oh, and stay till the end for my favorite early comments from the previous episode. Now, are you ready for the worst vacation of your life? Number one. One Night at the Polynesian Resort, submitted by Alexis D. When I was 15, my mother and a few friends of mine announced that they would be taking me to Disney World during my winter break. This was super exciting because I'd never been and any chance to get away from snow-covered New England was a huge deal for me. Not to mention I'd be leaving early, a few days before school let out, and I'd get to skip a few days of school. So myself, my mother, and her two friends hopped on a plane and headed down to Florida for a week of fun at a place that was meant to be the happiest place on earth. Everything was going great. Each day, we would hop on a shuttle and go to one of the parks for the day, then return via the shuttle back to the Disney Resort we had booked. For those who don't know, the resorts are basically little parks themselves, where guests at Disney can stay and not have to worry about driving to parks or finding food or entertainment on their downtime. Our resort was themed like an island getaway, with big palm trees, giant pools, and very bright and tropical color schemes on everything. The only downside was that our room was located in one of the buildings furthest away from the hub of the resort. In order to get to breakfast, we would have to walk a good half mile or so from our room to the main building. And each time we got off the shuttle, we would have to make the trek back to our room in the dark. This doesn't seem like a huge deal, that it was a Disney resort and everything was lit by street lamps and such. But one night in the middle of our trip, we found out that not even the park resorts were safe from everything. We had just returned via shuttle from a day at the Magic Kingdom. It was really late, probably about 10 p.m. or so, and we were all ready to shuffle back to our room for some sleep. The four of us seemed to be the only ones left awake, which made sense as it was technically a Wednesday night, and we walked quietly down the little brick path through the other sections of the resort. I can't remember why we paused all of a sudden. I think it was because someone in our group had stopped to check for something in their bag, but as we stood there, I noticed a man over by one of the hotel blocks. He was dressed in all black, was very tall, and just seemed a little out of place for where we were. I told myself he was just a guest who thought wearing a sweater in Florida was the cool thing to do. But the more I watched him, the more suspicious I got. 
He had his back to the door of a room, hands behind him and eyes downcast. Every minute or so, he would take a few steps to the next door over on the hotel block and assume the same posture. He did this two or three times before I saw the key card in his hand. Each room was locked by a pass card you were given upon checkout, printed with your resort name, but not the room number itself, and the only way in or out was with one of those cards. It was then that it dawned on me. This man had found a key card somewhere, and he was now trying to find the room the key card went to to break inside. Now, I was pretty confident that we weren't dealing with a fellow guest. I wasn't sure what we were dealing with, but I whispered to my mother what I'd seen, and within a few moments, she and one of our friends went off to find the nearest security guard or emergency phone. Myself and the other friend in our group stood by, watching as the man tried each and every door on the front end of the hotel block. I was hoping he would give up, but as he watched him, he finally noticed he wasn't alone out here. He turned his head sharply to face us, and I remember feeling him stare, despite the hood shadowing his eyes. He straightened up, shoved the card into his pocket, and started towards us with purpose in his stride. He looked angry, and was moving too quickly for someone just looking for a friendly chat. I can't say for certain what he was reaching for, but as he drew closer, one hand moved to his back pocket and raised up his coat, and that's when my friend let out the loudest shriek I've ever heard. The man jumped, I jumped, and a few dozen rabbits that had been sitting in the grass going about their business scattered in every direction. With his cover now blown, the man took off at a sprint into the night, and we were left to wait until my mother returned with security. She had left us. I wish she never left us. One security officer stayed with us to ask us questions, while another took off in the direction the man had fled. We never heard if they had caught the man or not. I'm not sure if he was just out to rob some poor guest, or if he was out for more sinister errands. But needless to say, we tried our best to get back to our hotel room early after that. If you ever find yourself in this situation, don't leave your children alone. Have someone go get help or call the front desk, but don't leave your child in the wake of a stranger. Number two, The Horrors of Disneyland, submitted by Paul J. 115. This isn't my own story, but a story that happened to my friend and his girlfriend pretty recently. It starts off with him and his girlfriend at Disneyland. At one point, he's waiting for her when he sees one of the people dressed up as a Disney character looking at him intensely and mutters to himself, what the heck is wrong with him? The man appeared to be wearing a costume from a movie my friend didn't recognize, so he assumed it was just from a movie he may have missed. Around that time, his girlfriend gets back and taps him on the shoulder, saying she's ready to go. When their next ride ends and they hop off of it, he sees the same man from the corner of his eye, staring at him again, even angrier than before. 
He tells his girlfriend to go wait at the cafe, that he'll be there in a moment. He waits until she turns around the corner. Then he walks up to the man and confronts him. But what he saw terrified him to the bone. Before, he couldn't make out much of the man's face, but now that he was close enough, he could hardly breathe. Under the mask and between the jaw of the doll, he saw the man's face. It was dirty, with patches of broken skin, as if the man had been launched from a motorcycle and skidded across the road on his face, and one of his eyes wasn't even looking in the same direction as the other. The man said to my friend in a low, rusty voice, follow me, and then he just started walking away and disappeared between a bunch of trees nearby. Of course, my friend didn't listen. He noped out of there and met up with his girlfriend at the cafe. Right away, she notices the look on his face and asks why he was so scared, and he replies, this man. What man, she says. And George says, the man that was right next to us sitting on the table. So she asks, what about him? He described his face. She gasped and said, what do you think happened to him? In a whisper, trying not to draw too much attention, he replies, I don't know, but I don't like it. And she agrees. They decide that they need to report this to security. But as they're about to leave the cafe, that man returns blocking the way and placing his hand on my friend's chest. And he says to the two of them, aren't you coming? Once again, the weird man walks away, expecting them to follow. But being sane, they didn't listen and instead went right to security and informed them of the weird man in the costume. They described what he looked like. The security officer then says with an odd look on his face, that they don't have anyone there wearing such a costume. They stayed at the security office for safety, as a few officers went around the park looking for the man that matched the description. But they didn't find anyone like that. After they left that day, my friend and his girlfriend were very wary to ever go back, because that day, they saw a man dressed up at the park, trying to lure them somewhere alone. And that man was someone that didn't even work there. Number three, The Stranger, submitted by Isaiah. I was 13 years old and led a pretty normal life, never really having anything strange or creepy happen to me until October 31st because that year, my family decided to spend Halloween at Disneyland, the happiest place on earth, they say. Now, I'm not usually worried about strangers, especially at a theme park like that. Everyone there seemed so happy, or how some say, normal looking. Now, the park closes at midnight, and the park was closing soon by then. My mom and dad were tired, and after a lot of begging, they decided it'd be okay if they went back to the hotel room, leaving me to finish up the night having some more fun. I knew where the hotel room was, and I had a cell phone on me, so they thought I'd be safe. Once it was midnight, I'd get straight back to our room. I didn't tell them that I was feeling tired too. I was ready to have a blast and wake myself up with some fun rides. 
The park only had a couple of people left in it as everyone else was leaving. At around the 30 minutes left mark, I thought I'd do one more ride, then go ahead and go back, so I chose the Pirates of the Caribbean. I was getting on and then another man walked up by himself. This didn't bother me. It was just another person wanting to enjoy a ride. But because he was so silent and he had a blank expression on his face, it gave me a weird vibe. Better yet, I was in the front row and whenever I glanced behind me, I caught him looking at me several times. And before the ride even started for just the two of us, I heard him singing the theme to the ride. Then during the middle of the whole thing, I felt the ride shift only to see him suddenly sit next to me. We were the only two people on the ride and he had decided to move to be next to a 13 year old child. That was definitely strange. He kept looking over at me as well and I'd never felt more uncomfortable in my entire life. I was never more relieved in my life than when that ride ended. I hopped off of it as quickly as possible and got out of there, power walking back to our hotel room. But the entire way, I felt like I was being followed. I kept turning around to see nobody. Well, that was until halfway back because when I turned around then, I saw the man from before. He was about 15 yards behind me and he smiled in the distance. So that's when I started running. I made it back safely and told my parents about the whole mess. Luckily, we were leaving the next day, so there was nothing left to worry about, or that's what I thought. The next morning, we were packing to go home, and the one time I'd walked to the car alone to pack some stuff in the trunk, he came up to me, and without a word, he just smiled down at me. I screamed and ran back to my parents. They looked around for the man, but couldn't find him. We packed up the rest of the stuff and left without further incident. That is, until I looked in the rearview window and saw him waving at me. I don't know if he was just trying to scare some young kid or if he was actually wanting to do something with me, but either way, I don't ever want to see him again. Number four, Disneyland Creeper, submitted by Raven. This happened to me when I was 16. I was visiting my dad in California with his girlfriend. I wish I could say going there was fun. Then I wouldn't be sharing this story, now would I? It was in March 2010. We all got started getting ready to go to Disneyland. When we arrived, we started with the roller coasters and the Indiana Jones ride. After that, as we were walking around, something just felt off. I began looking around when I saw the most scraggly looking guy staring at me, not even blinking. He didn't even care that I caught him looking. He just kept staring. He looked to be in his 40s with shaggy hair and dirty clothes, and he just looked like he didn't bathe at all. I turned around trying to ignore him, but an hour later, I decided to go off on my own and look around at things while my dad and his girlfriend were on a Ferris wheel ride. I went into one of the little shops nearby. As I was looking at the Jack Skellington toys, 
I saw the man creeping closer. This freaked me out. He looked like he was trying to come towards me, never blinking to end his stare. I decided to find a security guard. As I kept walking, I suddenly felt a hand on my shoulder, and when I turned around, I must have been as white as a ghost. I saw him in front of me. There we were face to face. So I did what any logical person would do. I just screamed. I pushed him away and yelled, why are you following me? It caught the attention of everyone around us. For the first time that day, I saw him blinking and looking around. He looked worried and he walked away. I went to find my dad. I told him what happened, but he didn't believe me. I don't know why. But when we finally did leave, I felt relieved. I don't know if Disneyland has some sort of hobo problem, but the fact that he followed me and only drew closer to grab me when my dad was gone, it means he was waiting for the right moment. To do what? I don't know, but I'm glad I didn't have to stick around to find out. This episode is sponsored by June's Journey. Do you believe in monsters? And given the chance, would you be brave enough to track one down on your own? In June's Journey, people are the true monsters, and you can live the story yourself rather than sitting back and listening to one. June's Journey is a hidden object game with a thrilling murder mystery set in the Roaring Twenties. You play as June on the hunt for your sister's murderer, Discover clues through exciting hidden object scenes with beautiful and atmospheric illustrations and music. Victory brings you closer to new plot points and suspenseful answers. When not hunting for clues, you can customize your own luxurious estate island with gardens, buildings, and decor. Or chat and play with or against other players too in the Detective Club, where you could even put your skills to the test in the Detective League. June's journey is both relaxing and fun to play with my busy schedule, I find it's the perfect game to pick up and play whenever I've got a free moment. It doesn't demand too much time, and it's pretty satisfying solving puzzles quickly and unlocking new clues. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Number five, a Disneyland creep. Submitted by Diamond Darling. On an occasion, I went to Disneyland with my dad and sister. 
We had been planning it for a while, and it was something I was more than giddy for. When the day finally came and we arrived, I remember getting in line to go to the Hollywood Tower of Terror. I remember looking behind us and seeing this tall blonde man with his children. When we got on the ride, he sat in the row next to us. The man looked like a really nice, responsible looking dude, and he looked very mature. After the ride was over, we went on again because the ride was closing down soon. But then I saw the dude without the kids and I thought, coincidentally, he wanted to go again for the same reason and his family must not have wanted to. So we got on the ride and the guy sat next to me again. In fact, for the rest of our time there that day, I saw the same man nearby for the rest of the trip, always exchanging uncomfortable glances with me always keeping an all too close eye out for something. When we finally left, I had the courage to tell my dad about it, but my dad said that he'd seen it too, and he was keeping a close eye on the man in case he tried anything. Of course, I don't know what he wanted. The only way to find out was to let him have it, whatever it may have been. But something tells me I learned that day what it looks like when a man is looking for any window to steal a little girl. Number six, The Holiday Horror, submitted by Orange Hat. Me and my partner, Jenny, are from Scotland. One year we decided we needed a holiday and we flew to Disneyland in Paris for a week. As soon as the plane landed, I felt off about the whole thing, like there was something wrong with the area, and that something wasn't going to be right this holiday. You could say I had a bad gut feeling. Throughout the whole checking in and getting to our hotel process, which was in the park area itself, this feeling got worse, but I tried to ignore it for Ginny. We unpacked, and I noticed something was wrong with our room. I felt as if we were being watched, the only place I really felt at ease was when other people were with us in our room or we were hanging out with people out of it. I kept telling myself I was just being silly. We went out for dinner that night around 6 p.m. It was a bit early of a dinner for us, but we hadn't eaten in a while, so we were famished. We arrived and we asked for some food. We're vegetarians, so we were picky about what we ate. We avoided eggs and meat and ended up ordering a veggie pizza. Everything was going well. We paid and we left, but I still felt like something was off about the resort. Like something or someone was there with us when we walked back to our hotel. The park was somewhat dead and it was quite dark. Our room was a 15 minute walk from the restaurant as we went out of Disneyland to eat. I said to Ginny, let's just cut down the alley. It would be much faster. I was in a hurry to get back. She looked at me and said, why would you want to do that? It would only be 10 more minutes of a walk, or we could just walk down that creepy alley like you said. I laughed and shook my head, saying, it's not Glasgow. It's not like we're gonna get attacked. So she agreed and we walked down. As we were halfway through the alley, I turned to look back only to see what appeared to be two bloodshot glowing eyes standing around six or six foot five, 
they were coming from a big guy. I froze for a few moments. Soon, Ginny realized I wasn't by her side, and she turned around and saw the abomination of a thing I was looking at. It must have been 20 feet from her and 15 from me. It was as if time stood still for us. Then all we heard was a bang and a voice following from above. Get out of here, you freaking tourists. We looked up to see where the voice was coming from, but saw no one. And when we looked back down toward the huge figure, they were gone without a trace. They hadn't even made any noises, and there were no marks where they'd been. I grabbed Ginny by the hand, and we ran back to the hotel, making it back in around five minutes. Ginny asked me what that was, and I replied honestly, I had no clue. We double locked the door using the electric lock and the chain lock, and I stuck a chair on it as well. I double checked the windows to make sure they were locked, and we stayed up with our backs on the wall, watching the door and windows. We pulled the blankets from the bed and we huddled together. Before we knew it, it was morning. We must have fallen asleep together, and thankfully we made it through the night without anything else happening. But what we awoke to was like something from a horror film. There were maggots in the floor around us. The latch on the window had been undone, but it was closed. The door was still covered and locked, so whoever had done this had come through the window. But that made no sense, because if they did, they'd have to climb five stories without falling, and that's a fall that would kill any man. We called up the front desk to send a cleaner to sort out the bug issues, but when the cleaner arrived, there was nothing but a single fly in the window. They must have thought we were mad. So we tried to forget the whole situation and went out to the park to see all the amazing performances and have a great time. We did until the sun began to go down, and I felt dread when we had to go back to our room. I loaded up my phone and looked up any recent passings but I didn't see anything. It didn't make any sense. Ginny was Wiccan, and she tried to contact whatever it was that was haunting us, but she was unable to reach anything but blackness, is what she said. We got out some salt and sage, and we tried to cleanse the room while not getting caught, so the window was wide open and the door was covered with a towel. Afterwards, we figured it worked, so we went to sleep. The next few days went by and nothing else happened. We redid the salt as we did every night, then we went for dinner. But on that night we came back, there were bits of salt missing at the bathroom window. The window was closed, but it was unlocked, and the opening of it was only six inches, too tiny for anyone to crawl through. But there were bits missing that had been moved out of the way, as if someone had climbed through that small window. It couldn't have been the cleaners, as they only come once a day at a certain time. Nothing was making sense anymore. I asked Jenny, did you wrap some sage around the handle of the window? She said no. For those who don't know, sage and salt on windows ward off demons and evil spirits. That's what we believe. So her not wrapping the window means that something could have opened it and crawled inside. We fixed everything up like we thought it needed, and then we went to bed. In the middle of the night, I was awakened by Ginny screaming at the top of her lungs. 
but I was paralyzed. I couldn't move, just watch and listen. My body was covered in goosebumps by then, and I saw something like a bony hand with thin razor-like fingernails coming from the bottom of the bed. With all my might, I broke out of that paralysis and I jumped up. Whatever the thing was, it was gone. And a few seconds later, Ginny jumped up as well and she had stopped screaming. A while after that, people were sent to our room to see what had happened. We didn't say much to them, other than we weren't comfortable in that room any longer. They tried to offer us a better room, but we were done. We packed up and ran downstairs, called for a taxi, and got to the airport. We sat waiting and purchased tickets for the next flight anywhere but there. I don't know what happened in the past in that room, but I don't want to be a part of it now or later. Number seven, cast member creep, submitted by Piece of Pie. I worked at Walt Disney World last year in the spring as an intern in the infamous Disney College program. It was honestly the best and worst time of my life. I made barely any money and went into debt big time but I got into the parks for free and made the most amazing friends I'll ever have. The beginning of the college program is always the scariest. You're alone, you're not sure what to expect, and if you do anything wrong, you could be sent home in a heartbeat. Being a CP means you're at the bottom of the totem pole, even if Disney makes it sound like it's an honor to be a part of their family. About a week after I started, I was able to go to the parks, but I didn't start at my work location yet, so I had virtually no one to go with. Thankfully, there are some Facebook pages full of other CPs who are willing to meet new people and spend all day at Magic Kingdom. While I was at Magic Kingdom, I got a notification from Facebook that someone wanted to add me as a friend. I checked it, and it was a cute-looking guy who worked as a character attendant at Disney. Being lonely and single, I immediately added him, but also thinking nothing of it since this was pretty common after being added to the communal Facebook group. Shortly after that, I received a message from the guy. Casual conversation came next. Where are you from? What's your work location? Oh, you like Zelda? I'm excited for Breath of the Wild myself. He honestly seemed perfectly fine, like a potential fun friend. While I was waiting in line for the Haunted Mansion one day, he asked if I wanted to hang out. Being cautious, but also trying to make friends, I offered that we go to one of the parks. He quickly said, I'm sick of Disney. I'd rather you come over. What? Okay, I'm in an unfamiliar state with no mutual friends and no one to tell where I'm going and who I'll be with. Not a smart idea. So I replied, I'd rather be somewhere public. And he said, come on, we can play Mario Kart and get drunk. Yeah, definitely not a good idea. I sent him that goofy shrug emoji. You know, the one you can only make with a Japanese keyboard, and he immediately blocked me. Dang, I didn't think a friendly no would hurt his ego so much. I shrugged it off, and I got on one of the Doom buggies at Haunted Mansion. I was fine being by myself if I had to. I just wanted a chance to make some friends. The next day, I decided to post some screenshots of our conversation to the Facebook group because I thought it was pretty funny and I wondered if anyone in the program had worked with him. 
I didn't expect what happened next. Within 30 minutes, at least five girls told other horror stories about this man. How he had invited young girls from the college program over to his house. How he had threatened them if they didn't initiate activities, if you know what I'm saying. He did the same thing he did to me to countless other female CPs and worse. One girl even showed bruises from him grabbing her arm when she tried to leave. After he threw himself at her, I was horrified and felt guilty that I had taken this so lightly when other girls were physically and mentally assaulted by him. This man preyed on young college girls, and if he didn't get his way, he'd block them or attack them. A couple of the girls decided to report him after this came to light, including myself, even though my story wasn't anywhere close to horrifying. Unfortunately, I submitted my story to an anonymous third-party helpline, not an official part of Disney. The person I talked to was, to put it bluntly, a condescending jerk. So even when you do everything right and report someone who could truly be a danger in the future, Disney doesn't care. In fact, one of the girls who had also reported him saw him walking in the tunnels under Magic Kingdom nearly five months after this was made public. So if you're meeting Cinderella or Rapunzel, you might come into contact with one of the sleaziest and dangerous cast members at Disney World. That being said, if you're wanting to try the Disney College program, it's honestly worth it, but I still sometimes have nightmares about working there. Number eight, The Creepy Man at Disneyland, submitted by Andre R. It was a few years ago when I was 15. I'd been to Disneyland one time before this when I was six years old, so I always wanted to go back. I had fond memories of the place. One night, my parents were talking about some work stuff at the dinner table. Out of nowhere, my mom suddenly said, Maybe after work, we should go to Disneyland sometime. And after I heard that, I was like, heck yeah. We ended up going the next day. After all these nine years, I was finally getting to go back to my favorite place. After a 30-minute ride that next day, we were there. We already had our passes, and while my parents were getting my baby brother out of the car, they told me to go on ahead. I went inside and began looking around at things, planning what I wanted to do for the day. Then, all of a sudden, I heard a man calling me by my name. In my mind, I was like, how does he know who I am? I turned around and said, uh, hello? And he said, why, aren't you new around here? I said, kind of, I was here once a few years back. He just looked at me the whole time, not saying a word after that. So eventually, I said an awkward bye, and when I turned around and walked away, I could hear his footsteps behind me for about five minutes. I began to walk faster and faster. Eventually, a strong hand grabbed me by the shoulder and turned me around. It was the man. He had caught up to me, and he said to me, Now, now, I remember you. Don't you remember me, boy? He looked down at me menacingly and licked his lips. I was terrified, and to be honest, I didn't remember much from my first trip so long ago. But in the most horrifying way, something did seem familiar about this man. He grabbed me by the hand, and he was walking me away from the crowds of people. 
Without looking back, he said to me, I know just how to jog your memory, boy. Pretty soon, I saw that he was taking me to these bathrooms, and that's when I screamed. I called for help, and pretty soon, dozens of different people came running to where I was. The man tried to escape, but he was grabbed by the crowd, and the security held on to him until the police arrived. We hadn't been there 10 minutes before something life-scarring and jarring happened to me. My parents felt so bad. They ended up getting their money back, and they took me somewhere else to get my mind off of things. They focused the rest of the evening on me, trying to make me feel better. But all I can think about is how did I know that man from before? He was right. He wasn't a stranger to me. I've seen him in the past, but how? What had he done to me before? Number nine, why I don't like Tigger the Tiger anymore. Submitted by Jada. This happened back when I was 16. I was visiting Disney World in Orlando, Florida for the fourth time with my parents in the past few years. I've always loved Disney, but due to this incident, we haven't been back since, and we're still considering if we should ever go back. We were visiting Epcot when we saw two of my favorite characters since I was around the age of two, Tigger and Pooh. I remember having a bouncing Tigger toy, and that's where the love for him started. My parents walked over to ask if we could have my picture taken with them. I was and still am painfully shy and then I was placed between the two characters for the picture. It was at this time that the Tigger character started to bounce his hip against mine, except it wasn't as if it was a friendly thing. He was slightly behind me, and was just fast enough to not have anything bad thought of it, because it felt like he was trying to grind on me, and he had a hand on my waist pulling me closer to him. I wasn't a dumb kid, and I knew this wasn't right. Once the picture was over, I had to pull myself out of his grasp to hide behind my father. The Tigger motioned the worker with us and did the gesture for signing. The woman turned to me and asked if I would like Tigger to sign my autograph book. I didn't bring it, thankfully, so I told her no and that I didn't have it. The character motioned for me to follow him towards one of the gift shops that was close, but I didn't agree to that. He acted sad and made the motion for a goodbye hug. If my mother hadn't pushed me towards him, I wouldn't have done it, but I really had no choice at that point. I felt those furry arms wrap around me and go way lower than they should have. I didn't tell my parents until we had gotten a good distance away, but my mother ignored it, saying I was just being paranoid, though my dad saw I was being serious and left me and my mom by the maelstrom while he walked back over to where the Tigger was. He stayed over there for only a few minutes before he came back and hugged me lightly. He told me not to worry since he gave Tigger a firm warning about where he puts his hands on little kids, and he told the woman with him as well. He said the woman frowned and told the Tigger that they would have a talk. Believe me, this was no confusion. This wasn't just touching someone inappropriately by accident. This was a grown man in a Disney costume, groping and grinding on a little girl. Ever since that day, 
I feel this hatred and anger every time I see something Tigger related. And number 10, Disney World Horror, submitted by Sean R. This happened when I was 11 years old, so it was about three years ago. My family and I all headed to Florida to go to Disney World and have some fun for a few days. It was during my summer vacation and we wanted to start it off better than staying home in the Texas heat. When we finally made it to Orlando, it was mid-afternoon and we wanted to get to our room, unpack and wait for the next day. Around 11 p.m. Eastern time, obviously, I finally fell asleep. A couple of days passed and we didn't do much because of the rain that kept falling. The fourth and final night though, I felt odd after I showered. I wanted to fall asleep, but I couldn't, no matter how hard I tried. With the rain pounding and thunder booming outside, the room was very heavy with an unnerving mood. I remember tossing and turning in bed, wishing that I could fall asleep. Then, after a strike of lightning, I saw a silhouette of a person standing outside my window. I freaked out because we were on the second story of a Disney suite. I was frozen with terror as another strike lit up the room, showing me that the shadow was now at the foot of my bed. I covered myself in my blanket, and when I peered out again, it was gone. I don't know what it was, but I do know I wasn't asleep and I wasn't just seeing things. Something was there that night in our suite, and it ruined the rest of the trip for me, because the rest of the time we were there enjoying ourselves, I couldn't find it in me to enjoy anything. Disneyland or Disney World. They're both wonderful and fun places to spend your time at, but in this life, you always have to be cautious of the things, the people around you. You're never really alone, and even if you forget that evil people exist, they're out there, and they're often closer than you could ever possibly imagine. So keep yourself safe, and your children even safer, because give them even a moment, and they'll take your kids and you'll never see them again. Good night. Be sure to like, share, comment, and subscribe if you enjoyed the video. And don't forget to send me your KFC scary stories soon at darknessprevails.org. If you want to support my channel, I have some Darkness Prevails merchandise ready for you, like t-shirts, mugs, decals, and stickers at morbidmonsters.com. Or just donate one buck a month at patreon.com slash darknessprevails. As promised, here are my five favorite early comments from the previous video about creepy things seen while biking. 13 Heather Pitcher says, here early for once, and looking great tonight, darkness, is that pie I see. If I had pie, you would only see it for about half a second, and then it'd become some juicy fuel for my second chin. Sir Kipps says, darkness, my body is ready. Oh honey, no one's body is ever ready for this. Just ask my wife. Roth Game says, I've got a hundred pairs of lips. You're freaking me out, dude. What does that even mean? Ginny Von Hinkelman says, Bliatiful. Ah, oh, I see you're a person of culture as well. And Amber2047 says, This is why I stay inside. Tell that to all the werewolves and Bigfoots out there carrying lockpick sets that I gave to them. Anyway, 
Thank you all so much for stopping by and listening. Stay safe out there and stay creepy.